don't think that happened. You might have to tell me about this later. Yeah. Hi, Sans. We're in five, four, three, two. Hello, and welcome back to episode 57 of Cali. Six. No, last week, I swear to God, it said 56 last week on like the label. You, you double check that while I go through it. This thing. <laughs> um, welcome back. And if you would like to hear our previous podcasts, our previous ramblings, we are, I was right, wasn't I? Yeah. Um, we are available on podcast platforms like Spotify and whatnot. So you can catch us there. And then all of our previous episodes are also linked down below. If you are listening right now or watching on YouTube, welcome. Be sure to subscribe. We are uh, still loving those subscribers and those likes. So thank you very much for everyone who has been here. And please make sure to leave a comment because we do read all of them. Anyway, we are here this week with Kirk. Hello, Kirk. Welcome. Hey. Yes, and we're also here with the usual Shy and Ninja, but um, yeah, I am excited. Nice. Nah, whatever. I mean, you guys aren't as exciting anymore, but I'm very excited <laughs> for Kirk. <laughs> um, it's been a while. We haven't really been cool, able to bro. catch up too, too, too much. Like um, when I was doing a few sunset streams, Kirk would come on a little bit, but we got to actually get to know each other at Brick Fair, Virginia, which was, you know, one of the highlights of the trip was to kind of meet all these people that you, you know, meet virtually and, and then get to know. And um, Kirk, in case you guys don't know, was previously vision bricks and now is the geek effect so yes yes so which is very cool and we're gonna get into that but first of all how how are you doing kirk how are you doing ninja shy what's what is up what is the latest how was your weeks can i just like start by saying that even though i interrupted and totally messed up your introduction you still perfectly killed that yeah well you know that's how conversation works you don't have to go back it's okay i was like wow and thank you thank you shy i'll take the compliment but regardless kirk how's your week been it's uh it's been pretty good i've been working on stuff with the new channel and everything like that and trying to get more consistent with uh, posting and stuff like that. So yeah. yeah, I noticed I've gotten more of those uh, those Twitch notifications because that's mm-hmm. where you're, you've been streaming quite a bit and you know, yeah. grow that space and stuff. But um, but other than that, I Kirk, I know you're like a big like Marvel fan and yeah. um, okay, I'm gonna like drop. We're gonna go back to Shine Ninja and like talk a little bit about how you know they've been doing recently. But before we do you're that, not important. We're fine. Well, no, I need yeah, you to. Like, no, but I need to give Kirk some space to like think about this. I loved Eternals, and I think okay. it is underrated. So, um, and and I we can get. I want to get into this, okay. but. Okay. But I'm curious, like, first of all, Ninja Shy, have you guys seen it? Yes, I loved it. I have not. I was very shocked about one thing that was playing on Disney. (laughs) But aside from that, Mm -hmm. it was actually really, really good. And I I didn't care for the scene either. Either way, I just did not expect that to be played on disney plus but oh, yeah, um, there is like a there's like a, a like an in, like an, a scene intimacy, of intimacy yeah. between two consenting adults mm-hmm. oh, which is so fine i have, to watch I have, I have no i personally have no problem with it <laughs> i didn't like freak out i'll just like oh okay we're finally going that way um, well like, i forgot that it's like i forgot that it's like not a thing because mm-hmm. like i've you know like my delusion not delusion but like you know i jump from like different like netflix to like to disney plus and so like i forget sometimes that i'm switching between platforms and so like Mm -hmm. it didn't even resonate with me like sans was the one who had to be like oh wow that's that's new you know that's new for for this Mm -hmm. for this space and um 
but yeah, well, anyway, I guess there's something new from Ninja and, and Shy in general. But yeah, we can, like, but I want to dive into that because, like, you know, Kirk, a lot of your new channel stuff is, is, is like almost like Lego adjacent. Like, I think, like, um, and, you know, you've kind of got like one arm here and there. And yeah. I don't know, let's talk about that a little bit because that, to me, that is like actually a perfect metaphor for Eternals because it is like a, um, a branching type of movie that's getting into a genre that is unfamiliar to the average Marvel viewer. And mm-hmm. I think that's why a lot of people had a negative reaction to it because it was like a departure from expectation. And you're okay. kind of doing that now by, you know, shifting your channel, which I think is anyway, it's, it's, it's probably the most interesting thing about you right now, Kirk, is mm-hmm. that you're making this shift. And you've been doing it for like a, a chunk of time now and be interesting to like kind of talk about how that's been and, yeah. and, and what you're, you know, from both like a quantitative and qualitative perspective, like talking about the data that you've seen and then also just your personal experience and joy from that. Anyway. Yeah. So yeah, take, take it away, Kirk. All right. Uh, so, so it's Eternals. Is that what we want to talk about first? No. Yeah. And your experience. And, and my experience. Okay. Yeah, so, yeah. all right. So first off for Eternals, I, I will say I still kind of iffy about the movie like there are some there are some things that i'm just like i don't know if it it felt like some parts of the story were either too dragged out or some things were kind of left out as to how they were explained that's like one of my drawbacks with the movie there were some about like the world building and the or the, yeah. the expansion of plot lines that can be taken mm-hmm. like and, the, the yeah. whole celestial thing like all of that it just felt like way too much to take in and so i felt like there was a lot of stuff that was missing but at the yeah. same time there were characters that i i did kind of that kind of grew on me like gilgamesh uh kingo like i did have characters that i enjoyed from the movie but yeah. it would have to take me to like sit down i guess to to, to, I guess by the time we get like another movie from those characters or another involvement of those characters, we'll kind of get to know them better because this one was more like a, a sort of a backtracking thing. Yeah, like, it was an introduction. Yeah, yeah very exactly. much. I, yeah, I so. am. I'm very much surprised as to the little bit of character development that they did have over. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought that I was impressed by that. So like Chloe Zhao. I, I basically have seen like five, I saw like five movies in the last year in theaters, obviously, or not even three. Two. Uh, no, two. I have seen, I saw um, uh, Homecoming, obviously. Yeah. Like, And then um, my friend had a birthday party. It was like, you know, pretty, pretty serious within the space of the pandemic. And her boyfriend, for very inexpensive, rented out a movie theater because like movie theaters were losing their shirts. So they were like, well, at least like we'll do this. And so there was like a group of five of us that went and saw Chloe Zhao's other movie that she actually won Best Director for. Okay. Could I don't know if you guys saw it. It's what is it, Homeland or like um I can't remember the name of it, but it's basically like the story of like a middle-aged woman who like basically loses everything and it's a commentary on being single, being um uh you know, of like like middle America poverty. It's really really an excellent movie. It's incredibly depressing, but it is a Chloe Zhao movie like as a director she is she's first of all she's like not much older than shy and i and it she's absolutely fascinating and the 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 kind of like overarching like world building that she does and like story building that she does and in what i think is still a short amount of time i know it was like a longer movie 
I think is still really, really impressive. And I, she was asked to do a Chloe Zhao movie. And I think that's what she delivered. Do you know what I mean? And I think a lot of people are dwelling on the fact that Celestials is like too much. There's too many unanswered questions. It doesn't make sense that they didn't get involved when Thanos, you know, was like, like snapping his fingers. And now they're tying, you know, with like the post credit trailers, there's like a tie to that as well. So we're not sure yeah. what's going on, but I, th- or, but yeah, post um, yeah. Mid- credit mid-roll credits. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. But I think what's like really interesting about it is that like, it's something that's existed in the comics for a while now. It is like this almost ethereal, no pun intended, um, like intangible concept that you're trying to bring into a universe of movies where plot lines have been spoon fed. And Mm -hmm. it's almost like a thoughtless, you know, cinematic experience. It's not like one where you are like, oh, let me like self-reflect or blah, blah. You know, you go and you get a Spider-Man movie, you go and you get like an Iron Man movie. You know what I mean? And a lot of people like that, the escapism of it. And this isn't that. Eternals is not that. It is Mm -hmm. like a, it's almost like a a study on on something else entirely, which I think I really liked it. And For me, I think it it might bring in more people into the universe and grow it more. And I don't know if that's a good thing or or a bad thing. I don't know. Anyway, um, I want I'm curious to get your thoughts on it. But but I do want to. We can even take a pause on talking about Eternal <laughs> because I can like I, I'm like super. I'm do you guys? I'm like digging Marvel. I'm like planning my Marvel mocks. We like went back and like bought like tons of like Mar- Marvel Lego sets that like we're about to retire. Oh, like I definitely right. overpaid for an Avengers tower because mm-hmm. I literally saw it like so many times I saw it on discount. I was like, whatever I saw it on Disney California adventure. There was like 20 that was like, well, are these not being sold? I never bought it by the way. That would have, if you have your hands, if you see retail Marvel Avengers tower, pick it up. That is going to be a great investment set. But <laughs> separate from that, Dude, I love this like Marvel Claire, by the way. It's I'm, like to see. Yeah, well, I love I've it. always I've always loved it. It's oh I've always like uh, as a child I was a huge X-Men fan. Huge. Like just nice. obsessed. And um it's definitely something that like I get the the other aspect and like the desire mm-hmm. to like, you know, express yourself differently on social media and like with your creative outlet. And yep. yeah, and anyway, um, like what made you? What made you finally like be like? I'm gonna make the switch. I'm done. I'm done with this other side of thing. I'm done with this like pigeonhole that I've created for myself. So, so the main thing about that was like mainly for me when I first started the channel. Like it was basically along the lines of taking something just how I did with the Geek Effect, taking something that I enjoy doing that I have a passion for, mm-hmm. and then wanting to share that. You know, YouTube, Instagram, however that may be just basically having an outlet of being able to do that. And I think that over time I was able to do that. I was able to build that community and to meet other people, whether it be you guys or other people that I've met over time that I've even become longtime friends with. Mm -hmm. And that was one of the, I guess the main, I guess, blessings out of it that I was able to achieve that. And then also not just that I was also able to like learn more about the the behind the scenes sort of thing of like, you know, creating content, whether it be editing a video, filming it and that whole process and just what all it takes. And I'm still learning like over time, but I think 
the channel when I first started Vision Bricks or when I over the time of working on Vision Bricks is kind of what helped prepare me to work on this channel. And I guess kind of like get me ready for. So it's I the, think that, that it was the hurt. precursor, basically. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a lot of people that have done that that have like you know they like you lo- learn in one space and then you like apply what you've learned and like kind of start over with like a very clear direction. And I think we've talked about this here before with like other creators that like YouTube and social media. It's like you you want to in theory you want to have the flexibility to do whatever you want but that it doesn't create success you know like you have to pick a niche and kind of like you know drive it home and there needs to be consistency with that and like viewership wants wants consistency you know like for example shy we've talked about this many times is a military channel and when you know he tries you know i'm not trying to speak about you in third person but you know when you try to to depart from that the viewership is not as strong, right? And like growth doesn't, isn't as continuous if you stop doing the military Lego content. And so that inherently, that's your brand. And plenty of people are like that. Like even if you just like look at like Ryan, you know, if he doesn't do a Star Wars content, it still does really well, relatively speaking to other things. But in comparison to his other videos, it's always like a hit. And so this, this space, like it doesn't give the flexibility that I think a lot of us want. I think very few people are able to do that but there's like another underlying plot or another line underlying brand that's there that's keeping it consistent. Like, like vloggers, for example, can like theoretically vlog whatever they want and it's their personality and the way that they edit the vlogs that are the consistent thing. And, um, and so I, but still though, they can't go and like do a Lego review. Like what, what the hell, like, could you imagine like Casey Neistat goes and I mean, when you're at that level though, you can probably do whatever and go like, what the hell, but like, that would still be like, that would, I mean, I kind of like, now that I think about that, it'd be kind of fun to see. I'm really curious like how we would do that. But, um, yeah. And so like, do you feel like you, for you to like, you had to shut down, not shut down. You had to like really tie the bow on vision bricks to be able to do other kinds of content like on with the geek effect and stuff. Yeah, exactly. No, but I was like, I don't want to, are are there figurines? Like what's the right thing to call the ones on your desk? Between it's, it's like a variety of things. So it's either action figures or you have Mm -hmm. collectibles. It's like, I haven't gotten to the whole sort of prop aspect yet. I'm Mm -hmm. I'm to kind of do that. I used to have one of the, the props for Marvel legends, which is the star Lord helmet. But Mm -hmm. then I, I sold that a while ago because at the time I was still doing Lego. So mm-hmm. it was like, it's there, but I guess over time it was just like, okay, I don't really need it right now. Mm-hmm. So I got rid of it and got more Lego because at the time that was like, that was the thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it, it's like a mixture. So between action figures, collectibles, uh, right. it, it's a variety of things are within that. If you had done content on that, bricks, it would have been out of place. Yeah. And so like you had to create a new platform and a new space. I th- how does it I think, how does it feel to be in that space right now? For, so far, you know, at the start of it, it was like this is the second time I've actually launched the Geek Effect channel. The first time I did it was at the time, like I had an idea that I was like, I want to branch off, you know, other sorts of content, but I still was not for certain on what exactly I wanted it to be. So it was like a mixture of stuff. So I was like. Let me talk about, you know, stuff with the MCU or talk about any other sort of topic that might be Marvel related, movie related, just kind of going off of that. But then I think over time, it kind of lost for me. And I was don't know if this is the exact thing I'm to do. So let me take a break from it. Go back to Vision Brick, still work on that. And then when I'm ready to come back to it, I'll do that. So I got rid of the channel, 
And I was like, when I'm ready, then I'll just start back from scratch again and proceed that way. And with the new, with the new start of this channel, even then was like, I was like, maybe I can still attempt the whole sort of movie thing if I want to kind of go from that aspect, but still also be able to talk about these things, like the action figures and stuff like that. And then all of a sudden, like towards the end of 2021, I was like, and I think even part of it also came from a discussion you and I had, Claire, like off stream was like in regards to finding that niche instead of the whole variety sort of content thing. And although, you know, variety content does tend to work for some people, it also, it kind of makes it a bit more difficult because no one's, you know, knowing what exactly to expect from the channel. It's kind of like, it's a slower growth for sure. Exactly. So I think over time, like towards the end of 2021, when I started getting into more of the action figures and picking them up and making the videos and stuff on them, and even like taking photos, it kind of got me in that groove where I'm like, okay, I think this is it. Now I found like the exact spot that I want the geek effect to be at. And this is how I'll go ahead and proceed into this year and so on and so forth. It was one of those things that I felt like was more of a process and just kind of still learning exactly how I wanted the channel to go over time. And that's how I was able to kind of get to the spot where I'm like comfortable. I'm able to make the videos more consistently and kind of build that community. That's pretty smart to plan it out first. You know, a lot of people just dive in and then they kind of get bored or they realize they didn't really want to do that. So yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, I think it's like there's definitely like a fine line because it's like you have to start somewhere to just start and like get into the rhythm of it and just like I want to start a channel and uh, but I need to like buy all these things or I need to have a computer or I need to have a camera and stuff like that. My advice to that is always like don't do that. If you want to create content, just create content or whatever. You know, you can always it's better than not doing anything. But I think also like if you want to succeed, you have to think about this this whole other world of it and like you know. But and then that's when it kind of can get really debilitating and like you know I've I've talked a little bit about this before here I don't know what I want out of like my channel I don't know what it is what content that I want to create and I absolutely got bored of doing a lot of my content and so I'm still trying to find that niche of what it is and so it's like you know trying to be inspired creatively from what you're doing also enjoying the process of editing and like also enjoying the way that you're presenting yourself and respecting yourself, I think, is really important. Yes, exactly. Yes. And yeah, and that's preach, Claire. Yes. Yeah, that's like, but like that's like what I'm struggling with a lot. Like mm-hmm. I, I, the content that I was putting out there, I, I didn't respect it the way it doesn't emulate like how I feel about myself and the image that I want to put out there and the voice that I want to put out there. And so, but then I did realize that like, at least for me, like the way that I am here on this podcast and on other live streams is something that I'm content with. How do I take my personality and my, my, that genuine aspect of myself and apply it to the videos? That's the space that I'm in right now, which is, I have no, I I don't know. I don't know what that answer is, but but I'm trying to figure that out. And I, I think it's an important kind of exercise to do as well, you know, like, and then Kirk, I've been following you on Instagram and it, it seems like you're also like creating a community outside of the Lego space. You're creating a community now in this, in this other space, which is really interesting because I've always been like, I wonder what other worlds of YouTube and what other world, worlds of like Twitch and social media, like what are they like as a creator? And now <laughs> yeah. you have a little bit of experience there, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And like, what, yeah, how does it compare? Like, how would you identify this new space that you're in? Like, what is kind of the, the what is the label for it? And then second, so, compare to Lego. So for, for me so far, out of the experience that I've gotten from, you know, being in this new community mm-hmm. of like 
people that collect action figures that want to collect figurines. I want to collect, you know, anything that's geeky, nerdy, that sort of thing, comic book involved. It's, it's been, um, how would I put it? I guess for the most part, it's been very welcoming. And also at the same time is like, there are a lot of people that are very talented. So, you know, you can message someone and on times out of 10, from my experience, they'll respond to you. Like if you have a question on say how to take a certain photo or what type of lens is like a recommendation that they have, like, what do they use? I can message them or even like in their posts, like some people like to include that type of information in your posts for people that are looking to do the same thing. So it's very helpful. And there's like a lot of resources there that are available to help other people that are looking to become a part of the community and take, whether it be a review or if you're looking to get into toy photography, there's different avenues of how to do certain things within this community that I found have been like much easier to kind of learn. Um, with Lego, it, it was the same way for the most part for me, but I guess for like when I first started, because it was prior to me starting to the channel that I started with Lego and building mocks and everything like that. But then again, once I got in the physical community, started talking to people and watching their content and going to conventions, I think it's a process of just like being able to learn and just grow from that and, and be able to even enhance it at the same time and kind of do it in your own way with like the way that you kind of see fit. So in a lot of ways, I found that both communities have been kind of similar. So at the end of the day, it's kind of like second nature to me. So it doesn't feel like foreign. So, yeah. I mean, I remember when I first saw you (laughs) a couple years ago, like I I, I categorized you as like the teen mockers Mm -hmm. and like all of you had really good quality with your video editing like yeah. it looked professional it didn't look like you didn't know what you were doing but not mm-hmm. only that the, the mocks you guys created were great they were cohesive to not only yourselves but to each other yeah. which was interesting and it sucks that like you guys all disappeared yeah about that it, it's i think like for a lot of us for the most part things started changing so between like people like jack who I, who i still talk to to jack hammer like he had to go off to college so that took up most, most of his time. He, at one point he was like, maybe I can still do this at the same time and be able to work on like both things. He's just like, and then oh, he was just like, tough. this isn't working. So he's like, I have to put this to the side. He still has his Lego and everything, but it's like, it's off to the side for right now until he finishes college. And then he can potentially go back into it. Maybe start back with working on Lego videos. He's not sure exactly at the moment, but between that and then there's other people that I've, I've spoken to, like between Abaki or, or Rowan, um, Kaylee. Kaylee's at college as well, so she really doesn't have time for it at the moment. I think she posted something the other day, and I was like, wow, it's been a while since she's posted. And it was like, a, I think some sort of like modern house mock she made. But she's like, at the same time, sorry I haven't posted in a while, but I've been busy with college. So I think school has been the main thing that's been taking up everyone else's like time. For me, that's not the case. It's it's been more so of like a thing of I I think for me I was just ready to branch off. It wasn't like school got in the way or anything like that. I think it was just more so of like I think I'm done with this part. I'm ready to try something else and let me kind of give it a go and see how what see what happens with it. So well, I think that's totally was, normal for yeah. for all of you. Like it, yeah. it takes a minute to kind of discover yourself and then figure exactly. out what you want to do and what you're comfortable in and the good thing is that you learned a lot along the way and you met a lot of people and exactly. you're not really gone. Yeah. Like, so cause there's like, you know, there's like, you know, I, I talk to people in the community still others, you know, beyond the brick, I still do content with that. 
So in, in, in ways, even if I wanted to say I'm not a part of the Lego community anymore, I can't really say that because I'm by choice still, like I have yeah. connections. I still want to go to conventions and still be able to hang out with people. But like, if I was to not do that, I think it would be very sad for me because I'm like, how else am I going to be able to interact with people like in person that I've, I've grown to know over the years? Like, I don't want to just sit down and talk to them on the phone all day. Like I want to actually go see them. So conventions are a way to do that. Unless it's like, you know, uh brick fair, Virginia, 2021, before I went, Jack actually got to come over to my house for like the first time ever, which was fun. We got to hang out. We went to go see what, what did we go see? We went to go see snake eyes. Uh, we went to go eat. And then we just kind of hung out, watched movies and just talked and everything like that. So that was, that was good. And I, I would like to be able to do that with more people that I've like met over time. And again, once again, communities or not communities, conventions are a great way to be able to do that. Cause that's where like everyone is for the most part. It's just a matter of which ones you go to and which ones they're going to. So. Yeah. And we, we were mentioning this before, but it's really interesting. Like in like this space, we all find ourselves in or any mm-hmm. community you find yourself in that we have like three different types of interactions and first greetings. Yeah. We have the uh, chat to chat <laughs> introduction <laughs> that we have our visual camera first mm-hmm. reading and then we have our in-person one which is really really interesting mm-hmm. not just the in-person one but just like having to introduce yourself like three times yeah <laughs> yeah because yeah, I, re- I remember how it was when i um when i first started vision bricks and i was like talking to people i, I used to be in uh brick vault chats like a lot that's how i met some people like uh one person three bros in action we got to know each other over time he was one of the moderators for their channel um, and then who else? I think, I don't remember how it happened exactly, but somehow I came across a stream that was, um, being held by this guy called stormy bricks. And, uh, what's his name? What's his face? Jack was in the stream. And I guess prior over time, they had, they had known each other. So they were talking along with some other people that they had known in the community that were like T-Foles and stuff like that. And I think there was even one guy that they used to talk to that also left the community and like stopped making legal content. But that's how I met Jack. I, I was in the chat and at first they were like, because at the time I was like trying to interact with people in the community. So I'm like, hey, I would love to join the stream, be able to talk with you guys just to kind of get an idea of how this stuff goes. And Jack himself, he told me he was like, at first he, they just thought like I was just some random kid just trying to like get attention, like to be in the stream and stuff. I'm like, no, I genuinely just wanted to talk to people like to, to get an idea of like what all is it to like be in this community, just get a, a feel for that. And then over time he he messaged me. And this was back when like everyone was like using Google Hangouts. Now no one uses oh, yeah. Google Hangouts anymore. Yeah. So so <laughs> that's it, Google's we, fault. It's not. Yeah. Google's yeah. Fault. It like like we we used to use that a lot, and it just we we talked through there. We had our our video calls, and eventually he came on one of my streams when I did my first I think quote unquote community stream on Vision Bricks. We did that, um, and then over time it just, it just became like a a sort of daily thing of just like us talking and getting to know each other better. Where it's like. You know, he knows more about my family. I know about about his family, that whole sort of thing. It's um, and I, I think that's one of the one of the things I've enjoyed most about being in the like the Lego community and just on YouTube is just like getting to meet people that are more into your sort of hobby or interests and then being able to grow off of that. Because it's like, you know, I mean, you could do the same thing if you were to go talk to random people, you know, out outside. But at the same time, it feels like it's easier to kind of find those people that you're looking to talk to. 
through yeah, yeah, common interests. It's yeah, always, exactly. You know, that's always the thing that kind of like keeps the conversation going is something yeah. that people generally find yourself like liking. So here yeah. we already have that barrier knocked down and there's already a common denominator for all of us. Yeah. So do you like see that right now in the other space? Something for so for now, like I, I've started talking to other people and I, I found out I actually found out drew one of my comments on a post I did what was that last week? I think it was last week. That two different people that collect action figures actually live within the same area as me, and I was like, "That's cool." Um, so, that, so there is that, but I think it's more so of me right now. It's still like an early sort of phase, so I'm like still trying to talk talk to people and getting to know them, and also like trying to discover other people that are in the same community as I am right now, and being able to see you know how they approach their content, how they approach you know their interests when it comes to collecting, and just kind of. Going off of that, there was the other day um, one instance where I messaged one of these content creators that makes action figure reviews and everything. I spoke to him. His name's uh, Wade, or he goes by Unparalleled Universe. He makes great content, in my opinion. So I messaged him because I saw he made a post. Some person made some sort of comment on there and was like, the rudest sort of comment. And I'm like, geez. And then he messaged me back and was like, he was like, yeah, the guy's just not having a great day. And I was like, I was just like, well, don't worry about it. Just keep doing you because you're, I mean, you're doing great with your content. So don't sweat it. He's like, yeah. And then he, all of a sudden I, I set my phone down. I was watching, this was actually the night I was watching Eternals for the first time on Disney plus with Jack. I was watching Eternals and he messages me back and was like, yeah, I love your content. By the way, you're doing a great job with, it. I really love the way you make your videos and stuff. And another notification comes to the phone. that's like, this guy followed you. I'm like, wait, what? And I was like, Jack, can you pause for a second? Cause I started freaking out and I posted it to, I posted it to my story. And then he replied back. He was like, uh, he was like, Oh, don't sweat it. He was like, I really like keep up the great work. And I was like, that just, and I think that moment, like when I, once that happened was what like kind of really pushed me to say, I got to become even more consistent with my content and like really working on that. Because if like, this is already starting to happen at such an early stage, like, that just kind of motivated me all on its own just to kind of like want to keep working on this even more. So yeah. between that and like having conversations with other people, like uh, you guys should know who Brick Science is like Riley, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I spoke, I spoke with him like in the past when I was wor- working on vision bricks and stuff, but then um, we had a discussion, what was it the other day? And I was just like, I need some help kind of like learning a bit more. Cause he's good with like, in regards to like titling and just kind of getting the the videos to kind of like have more outreach in regards to like YouTube and stuff like that. So I was like, what are you, what's your advice? Like if you can kind of help navigate me through this for the most part. Um, And that's actually been kind of helping a lot lately from what I've seen. Like I was at one, give or take two weeks ago, I was at like maybe 230, 240 subscribers, something like that. And after our discussion and just kind of analyzing what was working best on the channel at the moment, like what's really been, pulling in views because analytics are one of the things that scare me like so much. Cause I'm like, I have no idea what I'm looking at. I don't know where to start with it. He was like, okay, let's, he, he walked me through it. And I found out that shorts apparently is what's really been working for the channel. And so he was like, if you try and just work on this for give or take 30 days, just, just give it a go, still make the regular reviews, but also try to produce however many shorts you can throughout this course of time see how that works and then go back and once I'm finished, like to go back and see which ones work best, kind of go from there and then try and make more of that type of content. 
And as of lately, I've been seeing like way more views coming in and I'm at like two, I just hit 291 just like today. So I'm already. Are the views on the shorts or are the views on your regular videos? The shorts, the shorts and then the, some of the views on the regular videos have kind of been picking up because of the shorts. So it's like people are coming from the shorts to the channel and then they're watching the other content. So I would be very careful. There are many, many channels, many okay. channels slash all the channels that have done this mm-hmm. that have done shorts and they've grown in subscribership, but their viewership on their regular videos does not change. And it still reflects their original growth, their original subscriber count from before shorts. There so are because, reasons, of- there, because it is a different viewership. It's a, the way that the shorts work. If you look at a short, look where mm-hmm. the subscribe button Subscribe button is right next to the, um, like how you get to the next short. So easy to subscribe. And it's, so it is a falsification of growth. There's a reason why really big YouTubers have, if they want to do shorts, they have a separate channel. Your analytics are no longer accurate to like, yeah. yeah. So you can, you can possibly like trash your channel by doing that. By doing it, it is a very short term um, view on your channel. I would be very careful with that. Gotcha. Um, so like there, yeah, there are, there um, sh- shorts for a while because it was like a new product for um, YouTube. You know, they were pushing it and promoting it even more. And mm-hmm. then the type of viewer for a short is a TikTok viewer. It's someone who wants yeah. like a yeah. very small dose and Kirk, you are a verbose reviewer on your stuff. It is mm-hmm. antithetically the opposite of, of what I do. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And so it's, if you want to do shorts, do shorts, do mm-hmm. the shorts and then, or just do the short content and do it on your Instagram and then try to bring oh, that yeah. people from there yeah. versus yeah. the other. Yeah. And then make, yeah, make shorts, like make a video, like make a YouTube video, then take your mm-hmm. YouTube video and make a short out of that. Put that short on a short gotcha. channel or put that shorts on TikTok, put that short on reels and grow those spaces. But gotcha. it, I think it's really important. And like, you know, I'm repeating people that are better at this. I am not the creator of this. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, yeah. And so it's just like, I, I would be very careful, very careful. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Because I was not, I was not aware of that. Yeah. Just yeah. be careful with that. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. Uh, all right. Like, like in essence, like it's, it is a good thing to see mm-hmm. your subscriber count go up, but if mm-hmm. you don't see a community behind that, it's a com- complete waste of, it's going to hurt you at the end because you're going to think, you're going to think that you're this high sub count, but you're yeah. not mm-hmm. getting anything out of it. And so because it's just yeah, gotcha. Mm-hmm. Yeah, gotcha. so you'll have viewership on your other videos that were reflective of like the three, four hundred sub count that you've accumulated from people like your sub count that has grown based on your regular videos, those mm-hmm. are the, that's the viewership you're gonna get, but you'll have like, you know, like let's say like ten thousand subscribers ba- because of your short, like if you have a short that hits a million views, you'll mm-hmm. get that ten thousand boost, but your viewership, like your video. Gotcha. Be getting 200 views 200 gotcha. views. demoralizing afterwards yeah. you know yeah and you deserve way better than that <laughs> gotcha gotcha yeah because so uh, yeah. it's really good like i don't I, I would hate to see it go that way so actually yeah okay that's a, that's actually good to know i was not aware of that whatsoever not to kill the short comment 
or the conversation <laughs> <laughs> unintended <laughs> but uh you did mention something though like uh, with your interaction with uh yeah. what's his name i'm sorry i forgot his name uh, uh wade or unparalleled universe yes so do you guys find yourself like when you see a new instagram handle that you just come across and you see a youtube link on there do you follow that like do you do you click it like if you I mean, just in general in general you mean like the like yeah. the link through like stories like those? no 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 there's a so you see a new instagram like you like the content like you like what they're putting on there and then mm. you see a youtube link like a channel to a to a youtube channel do you click yeah. on it yeah like, i click on it because i like youtube that's like exactly. i will always do that but i am a exactly. YouTube, I, youtube is like my favorite platform mm-hmm. exactly you know? oh, so that, that that leads to what i'm going to say next so okay. You've created kind of like a calling card type of like resume when you mm-hmm. have a channel and you put it on an Instagram because you're going to find other content creators that we are very, we're easily trusting to people who have YouTube channels. Yeah. So like when someone were to message you and DM you on Instagram, you know, you kind of hesitate a little because you don't know them. You kind of look mm-hmm. at to see if they, you know, who you're following, who they're following, exactly. if you can trust them. Um, cause last thing you want to do is get hacked or get exactly. like, you know, spammed or something like that. So, but when you see a YouTube channel, it's like e- that, that kind of, that, that, that shield wall kind of loosens up a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then when you see the type of content they're, they're creating, you start getting invested to them. I, I think that's something that a lot of YouTubers, especially myself, really like dive into. And I think that's why you got an instant like reaction from, um, from him because you, you create good content. It's like, it's very mm-hmm. clear. Like you see what your thumbnails, you can see what, what you're, what you're putting out there. So he can easily trust you. Because you, he knows that you're in the grind and you're doing exactly what he's yeah. trying to do. It's like a barrier yeah. that's like gone. Mm-hmm. Like I remember, yeah. like what? Yeah, when I started watching YouTube content, it took me a week to put out my first video because I was like chatting with people and I was like, I really like this space. I <laughs> I want to talk to these people, but like I I knew that I needed to put a face to the to the yes. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. so. I immediately did that and so because that was my intention was like being part of the community and then later on i was like oh okay maybe i want to do well in my videos mm-hmm. and then and then when i made that decision is when things got a lot more complicated because I was, <laughs> then i started having expectations and then and, and now we're where we're at now which is like a you know different conversation for a later day but yeah like my initial creation of videos was was simply for a community building. no but you, you accomplished that claire Look how many people I know. I did it. I did it. Yeah. I did so many things that I have a comment. I have like a community of friends. I have mm-hmm. a community of people. I have a relationship. Like that was never my goal. Was the relationship. Yeah, I think you kind of won. Yeah, I did, yeah, I, like, did it. Like, you won. Like, and I've always been like that. I'm like, this is something that like I want to do, and I like put my head down. But the problem is now is like I haven't figured out what that is. the next thing that, I want to do. Yeah, evolution so, is something that we all have to do. We all yeah, we all can get stuck in our own ways. So, Kirk, you're a complete great example of that yeah like you put yourself think, in a new space so i think another thing that that's cool is like you may have changed what you're working with but you're still like it's still you exactly it's still marvel content it's still you know it's still things you're into so mm-hmm. i think that and that i think like that was one of the main things i was like focused on and wanted people to like know that when i posted that video that's like this is the end of vision bricks sort of like i'm, I'm leaving or whatever it was like although i'm changing content it's still gonna be the same effort that's going into yeah. the videos it's still mm-hmm. the same you know personality still everything is there it's just a different topic for the, yeah. like for the most part and that's about it like you're you're not really losing me it's just 
And we didn't lose you anyways, because you're still with Beyond the Brick. Exactly. You're still with like, I'm, I'm, you're still here, like, it, it took a minute to get used to not saying Vision and start yeah. saying Geek Effect. Like, I, I, still have pe- I still have people that are just like, oh yeah, there, there's Vision Bricks. I'm like, yes and no. <laughs> so I'm like at the same time, I'm like, like honestly, at the end of the day, like if I think if people were just to call me by like my real name, Kurt, which is Kirk, like I think it would probably be make things way simpler. But I think people just got into the habit of doing like we're saying Vision Bricks or Vision like over the years, and so it was just kind of like a force of habit. And I'm like, okay, well, I'll I'll take it either way. I mean, I know who that you're referring to me at the end of the day, so we're all that, that's what matters, right there. Yeah, it's going to take a minute for people. Yeah, to stop it's, it's going. It's yeah. going. Yeah. Every, like force of habit, just calling you vision for a long time. Yeah. It took me a while to be like, no, you change, you're not that. That's yeah. the creator, <laughs> the creator formerly known as Vision. Yeah, there we go. Exactly. exactly. Like, what do you foresee yourself being at in like this year, at the end of this year, for your channel? At, at the end of this year, I would hope that I could at least make it back to, at least make it back to one thousand. I, I would hope. I know it's going to take a lot of work and a lot of effort, which I'm prepared for. I'm, I'm like, like I said, I've been working on building up a consistency, which I think was one of the things I wasn't really able to do with Vision Bricks. And the only reason why was mainly because my content was based on mocks. And for me, I don't want to just rush through a mock or just kind of throw anything out there that's random because it feels like I didn't put my, you know, put my all into it. it feels mm-hmm. like at the end of I just like rushed it just to make a video just so I can have content to keep posting. And it, that, and for me, I've always felt like that sort of stuff shows through content, any sort of content that I've watched. And it's mm-hmm. like, I'm not seeing that the person's really cared about what they put in here. I don't really care to watch yeah. it. Anymore. And so that, that was one of the things. So I would get messages that are like, well, when's the next video? Or you got to get more, you know, frequent with posting your, your, your videos. I'm like, I would love to, but at the end of the day, I don't want to rush and then feel like I didn't put, you know, my all or, or everything into what this video is or what it could be. Um, but now with, with this, cause it's kind of easier now. It's like, I, I'm not having to sit here and make the action figures myself. I mean, I haven't reached that point. So it's like, you know, I, I get the ones that I'm interested in. I talk about it. I I take the photos, which the, the toy photography is one of the things I really have been enjoying a lot lately. Like it's, it's a yes, lot of fun. Really, really cool. Um, yeah, it's like, it's a lot of fun doing that. So I, I, I just take the time to do that. Then I, you know, edit everything together, post a video, go from there. And then. Right now, I'm at the point where I want to like take it slow, so it's like one video per week, and it's like one review per week. Go from there, and then one thing I have noticed though is due to the fact because, and I think we've all kind of experienced this because it's like with Lego, it's like you pick up sets, and you want more sets, and you want more sets, and you want to go find this one, and it's like it builds up this backlog, and it just gets worse and worse and worse. And the same thing kind of happened to me with action figures. Like I, I started with one which. Where is it? This is the this is the first one that I picked up. This was kind of what started it all. So this was the retro Peter Parker. And then all of a sudden, there was like three on my shelf, four on my shelf. And I, I looked back at a video the other day. I only had three figures on that shelf. And then I looked at the other shelf. I'm like, I only had like two. And I looked back and I got like 20 to 30 of them. And I'm just like, <laughs> this was not supposed to be going down like this. But I mean, I'm I'm here for it. It's uh, it, it's been good, and and the only issue with it though is that I'm so backed up on it that I have that any newer sort of figures that I picked up, I had to kind of come to the decision the other day that like okay I gotta take a break on the retro Spider-Man stuff like I know I'm really enjoying that but I gotta get to the other ones that I just picked up like the No Way Home the Fantastic Four because it's otherwise 
Yeah, yeah exactly. And, and the falling behind. By the time I get like I, I get, like if I was to stay on the schedule of like one video per week, this content's going to carry out all the way I think until like May I think or something. It was like, and I'm like, that's not. By the time I get to Fantastic Four, that stuff's going to be old. They're probably going to have more Fantastic Four stuff. So aside from you and Beyond the Brick, this is new to you. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, it's like you're used to mock building. You didn't have to put the first review set out. You know, exactly. Like stuff. Now you have exactly. to. Now it's like it's, it's like a must. It's like I got I gotta re reassess like assess things. It's like okay, it's it's not like you know I'm taking my time make a mock, and depend and despite whatever it might be on. Like if I wanted to go and say, hey, I t- I went I made a mock on Spider Man Homecoming. Like I've done a, one of those in the past. Like it would still do well because it's Marvel. It's it's this. It's that. And it would still get whatever amount of views, even when I did the Spider-Man PS4 mock, which that was like one of the main videos on that channel for Vision Bricks that did extremely well. And to this day, I still don't know why, because I'm like, that was the that was the one mock. Like I put a lot of time into it. I do know that I put a lot of time into the video. But at the same time, I'm like, but I took all this time into like, you know, building Wakanda and everything, taking it to a convention and that video like the the PS4 mock surpassed Wakanda, and I was just like, "Geez, that that was not what I was expecting." But at the same time, I'm grateful for it. Um, but yeah, it's it's just one of those things I, I kind of got to get used to, just like keeping things more relevant on the channel, and then I can always go back to like whatever is the older stuff because I'm still going to be at the end of the day picking up things that I haven't you know managed to pick up from older figure collections and everything like that. So that's kind of how it uh kind of how it is. I mean, it's the same way with Lego for like people that get like retired sets and that sort of thing well at least you're not building anything <laughs> yeah yeah you it's, a it's, lot of time there yeah exactly and so, it takes up it takes, it takes up less space at least for now it takes up less space for now oh, see, some of the collector channels that i see their entire yeah, room for now like, yeah yeah for like now yeah yeah like i don't <laughs> enjoy, it, it, enjoy the space while you have it exactly exactly but you still have a leg up. You know what you're doing on the camera. You know how to edit. Like you have yeah. the, the the product in front of you. It's just telling the story how you want to say it, and then just exactly. put it out there. So yeah, I think you you have a huge advantage to this space as opposed to how you started in the Lego space. Mm-hmm. Exactly, because it's like for anyone who was to come across the channel at the at the state that it is right now, it's going to be like, well, these videos are like really really good for someone who just started. But like I had someone, I posted something on uh, TikTok. Uh, I posted, uh, which I still don't know how I ended up on TikTok in the first place because I was like so against yeah. it. It's like I yeah. don't want to be on here. But then, then that happened, and then I posted a video a few days ago, and then someone was like, "These videos are really good." I'm like, "Yeah." Turns out I actually had like four years worth of like experience with like, <laughs> editing videos and stuff. So this isn't new to me. It's just that I kind of I switched. You know what you're doing. Yeah, so it, it, it's much easier for me to say, like, I can do it, and I'm, I'm not feeling like, okay, I'm just going to grab my phone, point it at this thing, this is what I have, and then turn it off. Like, that was how the first video was for Vision Bricks, and it was just from a an LG phone, and then Damn. I moved on, like, yeah, like, it was, like, not the best camera, eventually it upgraded to, like, a Samsung, and I had, like, one of the Galaxy phones for, like, a while, eventually it was a Note, and then the iphone and then after that no. i eventually got the eventually I, eventually I got the camera and i was like okay i'm glad i got the camera now like but there's a, again there's nothing for someone which is another thing like for someone who spent a lot of time editing on their phone making videos through, like filming and everything through their phone 
there's nothing wrong with that whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Like you get a lot of good footage out of out of your phone, depending on which yes. one it is, and and editing. Like mm-hmm. there's a lot of good editing software out there um, from the ones that I've had, had like had experience with and everything. So there's nothing wrong with that. If that's what you have, definitely make the best use out of it. I mean, if you're looking for examples, I mean, you could take a look at my channel. If you have questions, you could message me. Like I, I have recommendations and stuff for that whole sort of thing. So um, definitely, it, it takes like a it's a learning process. I, and every everything when it comes to like content on YouTube and and social media and everything is like a learning process. You just kind of have to do it. Yeah, exactly. It's just one of those yeah, things yeah. that you just kind of do over time, and you get advice and. It kind of helps you to become better at it. So, and that's the thing, though. You just said right there, like ask people for advice. Yeah. Like, I don't know anyone out there is going to gatekeep any of the information that they've learned throughout exactly. their experience on YouTube. And if they do, yeah. ask someone else. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. I think every large YouTuber that I've spoken to has given advice. Like, I don't think anybody's. Yeah. That. Like, there's no real comp. I mean, there is, but there isn't really yeah. any like serious competition. Mm-hmm. Um with that now going back to it we've given you a lot of time to answer claire's question in the very beginning <laughs> oh yeah the eternals thing um so so yeah i i mean at the end of the day it wasn't i wouldn't say it's my favorite marvel movie but to touch on like some of the topics of what claire was talking about like how the movie was made and everything like that where it's not designed to be like this you know fantasy of just like trying to escape it's more real and has more emotion to it there were some parts where like I, I wanted to cry during the movie. Like, you, you know, you have like the, you have Karun, like it, that, that guy almost brought tears to my eye. Like it, it, it has more, it had more emotion. I felt like the last time I remember crying in a Marvel movie was what infinity war. But even at the end of the day, infinity war was like still like, it, it still had more of a, that fantasy sort of effect to it besides whatever, you know, consequences and stuff that were, that were taking place in that film. But this one, like I said, had more emotion and it felt more, I guess, down to earth compared to like, you know, Iron Man and, and anything like that. Not to take the Iron Man, I don't want anyone to take it that way. Like, I'm not saying that's bad. I, I love Iron Man. But it's but, interesting like, when you say that, though, because you're saying that like a movie about gods and this like mm-hmm. really massive concept is almost more human. At, like it's, it's more of a study on the human condition. Yeah, previous Marvel movies. So. Exactly. Yeah, like it felt. That's how I, I felt, and I could definitely see that from from the person that directed um, Chloe. I could like definitely feel that through the movie. Like, the, um, well, I don't want to spoil anything because I mean, if you guys haven't watched the movie, do give it a, a go. Like, I would I say, had so many spoilers about that movie right now. So, <laughs> so yeah, like there were like, um, what was his name with, with Druid, and how like he was tired of like basically seeing what was taking place with the humans, how they were having the wars and stuff. And he's just like, I can't sit here and like, like stand here and watch them do this. Like, I, I want to do something about it, but you're telling me that I can't. And then like, he, he makes the choice. He's like, if you, if you want to go ahead and like kill me, go ahead. Like, I, I don't, I don't care. I, I want to do something about it. Cause I feel like I'm like, I have the ability to do something about a situation, but at the same time, you're telling me that it's wrong for me to do what he feels is right. So it, it was moments like that in the film that just felt like geez like it, it didn't feel like it, it doesn't feel like a marvel movie like, like if, if it was if it wasn't attached to the mcu at all it would be a great movie like on its own in my opinion okay so but I, okay i have a question why so like we talked about this it's like with youtube you have to do the same just shit over and over and just like redo mm-hmm. it you have to redo it why is why 
why like and it's the same thing with marvel it's like people just want the same thing and change is so hard and i think like, like i don't know i feel like it's just like you get used to one thing and it's kind of hard to expect, I guess, anything different out of a situation. Cause like we had, you know, phases one all the way up till, till phase three for however many years that, that ran across well, 10 years or plus years of how that went along that process. And so people were so used to it. Like we kind of experienced that a bit where it was like, what's this movie when, you know, James Gunn announced the whole Guardians of the Galaxy movie and everyone was like, we know nothing about these characters. This is probably not going to be any good. And then that surprised us. Like we, we kind of enjoyed those movies and even with part two and everything like that. At the same time, it still felt like it was a part of the, the usual formula of how the MCU works for the most part or how it worked for, you know, phases one through three. And I think like right now there are some movies that are just like, okay, this feels like Shang-Chi was another one for me that personally I enjoyed. I know there um, are some people there. Yeah. Like that was, that was like a really good movie in, in my opinion. And I think there are still some people out there that are like, it was all right. Or I still feel like it was overhyped. And it, for me, I feel like at the end of the day, it was another one of those movies. That's like, you could separate it from the MCU and it would still do well, like on its own. Like, that's and, like what, but that's what makes a good movie. Like yeah. something should be independently successful. And mm-hmm. it's like, but I think like, it, I don't know. I think like people tend to like, when they see something different, they automatically mm-hmm. have like a negative reaction because it's yeah. like, they don't know. They don't have the independent capacity to be open to change and open-mindedness mm-hmm. is a learned skill. And I think yeah. most people don't have that. And which is why we have the issues that we have socially, politically, economically Mm -hmm. and so i think what's really important is that like it it is almost like the mcu is not here to serve you it is here to like engage in a public audience and generationally people change and Mm -hmm. to encapsulate new audiences growing audiences it has to grow with that and if you're incapable of growing you are stagnant like the generation (laughs) or you and I think people yeah. are incapable of thinking about that. And it's like, well, I don't care. I just, want, I just like want it the way it is. And it's like, that is, it is not like your, like these, these, these universes, Harry Potter, Star Wars, MCU, like Lord of the Rings, like Game of Thrones, people assume because it's an entertainment and it's, it's like, um, it's a commodity that it mm-hmm. is there to serve the consumer. And it, it's not, and it's, it's so in, in an individualistic way. And it's not, it's not an individual thing. And I think that's, and the reason why people love it so much is because they self identify with it and they project whatever their insecurities or they, they try to like, you know, cast themselves in the position of these heroes or whatnot. And so it, it gives like, and like maybe a subconscious purpose to something, you know, I mean, we can like, you know, yeah. go into like the analysis of it all, but like, it's, it's okay for things to change. It's not an attack on who you are, mm-hmm. you know? And I think like a lot of people, when they see something like the MCU, which they're like, this is part of my childhood. This is like the way I was raised. This is like part of my identity. And they see a change in that they react negatively. And I yeah. don't, and I think it's okay to be like, okay, well maybe Eternals wasn't made for you. You know, mm-hmm. maybe it was made for someone who might not like Iron Man or might not like Hulk movies or might not like whatever. Maybe it was made for somebody else. And yeah. not a bad thing. Yeah, I could. Yeah, I could definitely mm-hmm. agree with that. Yeah. Can I just say 
that this was like the best use of metaphor and symbolism correlation with what we're talking about and what happened in real life with our guests. I just want to put that out there. Yeah, Ray Cal Claire. Thanks, thanks. It's been a while since I've like done the host role, so I figured I'll go into it. No, anyway, but I'm gonna go back to sorting. That was my little. Well, I don't even know how to like continue with that because that was that was a good circle around to the introduction of where we're at. I mean, I got a random question. And here we go. Here's the ball to left field. To the left field. Well, as a as someone that's partaken. <laughs> ah. Yep. Here it is. Here's a left just, field ball. Just, just giving me giving me nightmares. That was one of the worst days of my life. Actually, no. It it was it was good because of the amount of money that was raised and supporting a good cause. But at the same time, it would take a lot of convincing for me to do it again or to do anything worse than that. Like I I we raised the amount of money that we raised within the first hour or so of starting the stream, the, starting the 24 hour charity stream. And it just shot up. So any, you know, benchmarks or any, anything that we had for certain things to be done, whether it, you know, be eating bean boozled beans or, or Joshua shaving his beard or me changing, you know, stuff with the green screen suit. Like so much money was raised that I constantly had to keep changing the suit. Like I was not expecting me to have to do with that. And we kind of fell off track with it. Cause it's like, we weren't expecting that much support within such a short notice of time. And so once we reached the the goal that was meant, which I believe, what was it? I think 15,000 or something like that was what it was set to for us before I can eat the chip. And so it was like, well, we already hit it, but we can't just have them eat it now. We're just going to have to have you wait until like the end of the stream because this would happen oh, way man. sooner than we expected. And so at this end of the stream, and it turns out that, uh, who was it? It was April. Um, and then Brian, who also had the chip. And so they were like, we're not just going to let you do it alone. Brian, Brian ate it first. Oh um, he, yeah, he ate it first. He, he did his reaction. He handled it for the most part. And then I think he said that he had to spit it out or something. And then same thing I think happened with April. And then for me, I ate the chip at first. I was fine. And then it starts to build up. That that's where that's where the trouble started. It started to build up and I'm like, I'm on camera and I'm just like, I I'm trying to suppress it. I'm like, at the same time, I'm trying to bring humor to the situation. So I'm like, let me go through OBS and like change to different like uh, like animations and stuff on the on the green screen suit to kind of keep humor going there. But at the same time, I couldn't focus because it the heat kept rising inside me and then it settled down. And they were, I was like, I need something to drink though. So someone was like, uh, I will literally pay or, or donate this amount of money. I can't remember what it was for Kurt to, to drink something. Like don't have him like sit there trying to like last as long as he can with the chip, like have him drink something like right now. And so they were, they were like, as long as he gets something to drink, if, the, if he doesn't, I'm not going to do it. So I'm like, I'll go get something to drink. They donated what they said they would. And that's where I made the mistake because I got uh-huh. milk. Oh. And although milk did help to ease the pain, it didn't help to ease the pain of the chip <laughs> regurgitating and everything yeah, like that. And I'm just, yeah, I just yeah. did not have a good time afterwards because the <laughs> amount of the heat and the mixture of the milk just, I, I don't, I, all I wanted was to soothe myself, but I only made it worse. Oh, yes. And I just like, yeah. 
yeah, like I got a, so I was sitting down that entire time during the stream. So I was sitting down for a while. And so I felt fine. It was once I stood up that my stomach started shifting. I was like, I was like, oh, yeah. Uh, okay. I'm not feeling good. And it had to, it's like everything came up. I was oh, like, okay, this is not, oh, no. that was, it just was not a good time. I was like, you know, this is, <laughs> it was good. It, I would say it was worth it. But it's going to take a lot of convincing for me to do something like this or something worse. Like, I I just I I don't know about that. I don't know. But yeah, that that was that was what transpired for a for a little context for the the listeners. um, Kirk ate the one chip challenge on the. uh, Between the bricks community. What was it? Beyond the bricks. Beyond the bricks. Beyond the bricks. Yeah. Beyond the bricks community. What was it? 72 hour? Uh, 24 hour charity stream. The charity, yeah, the charity, charity. stream. Yeah. He ate the uh, the one chip. Yep. Sad. Sad. I was, it was. It was. I was it was in the a chat. Th- like, oh god, please no. <laughs> it was. A, it was. A, yeah. It was just not. It was just not a good time, especially when, <laughs> when like it wasn't good either because I had to. I was eating it in the green screen suit, so it just made everything even more uncomfortable. I'm just like, this is not. This. It just wasn't. It just wasn't a good time. Plus, it it wasn't a good time. Tastes good. Exactly. That that was the other thing about it. It was just like it tasted so bland, and then all of a sudden, it's like for something that's so bland and and does not really have much taste to it. Kapow. Why is it so painful? It's just yeah. like I I just I just couldn't I couldn't that's handle funny. it. I, I'm I, like I've seen <laughs> like I remember when I got the chip because we were me and Brian and Josh were like discussing like what could we do in preparation for stream like to get ideas of what to do when we hurt or not hurt hit certain uh, benchmarks. And so I was like, well, I'll, I was, no one said anything about a chip. So I put it on myself. I was like, I'll find something. Cause, uh, Brian was like, we'll do bean boozled. I was like, oh, that sounds like a great idea. He's like, no, Kirk, you have to find something else for you to do as well. Like you can't just <laughs> be- like piggyback off of the bean boozled. I was like, okay, I'll go looking. Dang. So I mean, I, I searched on Amazon. I saw, uh, what was it? World's hottest gummy bear. I know Brian did that. I was like, no, awesome. I don't know about that. Because I know Brick and Nick also had like a really bad instance with that, and it was not going good for him. Like he did not enjoy it, and so I was like, okay, that might be too bad uh, for me. And then I was like, oh wait, the chip. And I was like, I'll just go ahead and get this. He was like, okay, good. That that's a, that's much better. I got the chip, and then I started watching videos on like people eating it. I'm seeing people like get several packs of these chips, saying they're making videos just of them eating them back to back to back. I'm like, I don't know. Like after me eating that chip, I'm just like, I don't know what type of stomach you have or, yes. or what type of superhuman abilities you have. Like I just, how see, I, I just, I don't, I don't that, get That's it. what made it. That's what made me think I could eat it. I see people eat mm-hmm. like stacks of seven. Like, exactly. Oh, I'm like, oh, yeah, it's a chip. No. Yeah. Mm-mm. No, Mm-mm. It, it's not a good time. It's, it's not a oh, good time. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you have that bond now. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> I have no words. It for me, though. <laughs> it, 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 it's not. I would not wish that upon my my worst enemy. It's it's not. It's not a good time. Well, you experienced it, and according to Doc Sampson, now you could you could what show off the the minifig chili pepper and display it everywhere. Oh, I think that's a thing oh. that he started. He so I think it like that. a girl. Yeah, ninja or is it a girl i don't know i'm sorry <laughs> well that figure no know. no yeah. doc said doc said i handled it like a baby oh the spicy chip yeah. <laughs> I, I don't have any inclination to want to eat this chip at all i see you doc don't i see you bro <laughs> well 
I think we made a full circle, then hit a ball to left field. Thanks. Mm-hmm. I had to hit the. I had you know. I had it. I totally pocket. forgot about it. Then also, I look. I look at the screen and I see, see chip. I'm like, <laughs> oh, chip in the background. Like, oh crap! Yeah, I was like, oh, I wanted I to waiting. forget all about it. <laughs> I was waiting I patiently. I don't know how to segue that closure. <laughs> That's it. You just like roll the music. It's on Claire. Sounds good. Let's do it. All right. With that being said, well, that means thanks, Kurt, for joining us. Yeah. All right, guys. Bye bye. And I appreciate the conversation about Eternal Sinclair. Like, I did not expect that work. I did not expect that work. That was very in depth. That was very in depth. But yeah. I know. Sure. That maybe I'll rebrand myself to be a Marvel channel.